Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Cheatsman Family Podcast is brought to you by 804RVA. 804RVA is located at 1657 West Broad Street in Richmond, Virginia. It is the next generation of work. It is a place for freelancers to co-work. 804RVA is passionate about transforming the way people work and encouraging a culture of collaboration and innovation. To learn more about the people, the co-workers, and everyone at 804RVA, please visit their website at www.804rva.com. This episode of the Cheats Movement Podcast is also sponsored by Trigger Systems and the Cheats Movement present Odyssey on June 23rd. Odyssey is one of the best MCs, one of the best live performers, just a dope, dope uh, lyricist out of Washington, D.C. He's bringing his whole live band down, good company, and the show will also feature Isa Leo from right here in Richmond and ATI from Virginia Beach. You do not want to miss this show. It is Friday, June 23rd at Strange Matter. Tickets are available right now on TicketFly.com and also available on the Strange Matter website. You will just need to search Odyssey at Strange Matter. The show is Friday, June 23rd. The entire Cheats Movement family will be there. You don't want to miss it. Now, on to the episode. This episode, I'm excited. Uh, The family's back intact, and we are bringing you a special guest, longtime friend, first time on the show a true ambassador of Richmond hip-hop, the one and only Black Liquid. Uh, We get into his new album and a whole bunch of other things as we discuss kind of the culture of Richmond hip-hop. So you definitely want to check this out, the Cheats Movement podcast featuring Black Liquid. We see it. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, it is star time, and we would like to bring to you the stars of our show. The fabulous, the insurmountable, the incomparable, the mighty, mighty... Cheats Movement Family. Family. Hey, look. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. Yo, clap it up. Clap. Clap it up. Cheats Movement Family Podcast. We are back in the building one more time. Man, I'm very excited about. This episode, as I am with all episodes, man, mm-hmm. uh, it's your boy Cheats. Before we go too far, we got to shout out our brand new sponsor. I got the paperwork signed. Oh, yeah. 804 RVA is an official sponsor to Cheats Movement. Word we up. are here at 804 RVA right now, and it's an amazing co-working space right here on West Broad Street. Yeah. Clap it up for them. 804 RVA. Very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And it's, man, I, I, I do have to say that it's not your average co-working space. It's, it's, I had to learn a little bit about it. I had a sit-down meeting with Sarah. I talked to Larkin, uh, all the good people at 804 RVA, and they've been really embraced us uh, and welcomed us to do the podcast. So I'm excited that this will be one of one of a couple of homes that we have, but this will be the home and the flagship sponsor of the Cheats Movement podcast. We do a whole bunch of other podcasts as well under the network that are all over spread out, but we are very proud to be a part of 804 RVA. So thank you to them, and we're excited. We're about to get this joint going. Yeah. Who we got around the room? What up, man? It's the God KB. The girl Gigi Broadway. And Jess is here. And Jess is gonna talk Jess this time. Say what up, Jess. Jess, say what up to the What people. up, Jess? One Jess time, is Jess. Jess is actually Jess is actually talking today. We have a whole segment that Jess is gonna be a part yeah. of. 
because we, me and Jess went hard body karate yeah. through all of Stone Soul. That's that force I mean, participation. We're I'm talking about from the beginning, before the first act came out, to the very, very end of Meek Mill closing the show, Word. Jess and I was rolling hard at Stone Soul. We have all the behind the scenes. Dope. Shout out to uh, everybody over at Radio One for giving us the access, so we appreciate that. So okay. we're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. But before we go too farther, we got to introduce our wonderful, wonderful intern who's here. Remember last He's time, here, look, man, KB yo, gave him a hard time last time. I was petitioning to fire the fucking intern. <laughs> How did you? Sunday show up for the goddamn but, podcast. But Je- uh, Justin is here. Clap it up for Justin. Justin. Thank you for coming on and showing up. Uh, we said we were going to make know? it work. You were not fired. Okay, okay. What's up? We're glad you were here, Justin. We're glad very excited. Here, Thank you. Eze is back. Oh, you to, said it right this time. I'm, I'm got it now. Eze. Eze, I got Eze. it. Eze is back. Clap it up for Eze. Eze. Yeah. He's, he's been, Eze's been all over the place, man. Yeah. I heard he was at the battle over the weekend. You know what I mean? Making his rounds, doing his thing. Out there. He's soaking up a lot of knowledge touching for, uh, yeah, t- touching the culture a lot. No doubt. He, he, he actually came uh, Yo, get to the mic. So like nobody, can, nobody can hear you, Justin. <laughs> okay, so okay, so SA actually came to me during the Card Against Humanity event. Like, hey, I that's right. He was at the battle from Virginia. Got now, and then I'm like, huh? And then he was just telling me where where he remembered me from, and I'm like, oh, okay. okay. All right, we're gonna have to work in your drop. We're gonna have to work hey, on your drop-ins, though, Justin. Man. We're gonna have to work on those. He's out and about. We're gonna have to work on Justin's drop-ins. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta make value. We gotta make sure the the drop-in has value to it. You know what I mean? We'll work on this. Step one. We're glad you were here, Justin. You showed up. We might have to revoke drop-in privileges. Yeah, yeah. We will figure it out. We gotta work your way up to those. We gotta work it out. No doubt. But we'll make them good for the future drop-ins. We'll make them count. Yeah, and we can't forget the rest of the fam too, man. We can't forget the rest of the fam. Shout out Hip Hop Henry, Mentos. Shout out Mentos. Big shout Rich, out Big I got, Rich. I got a quote forty five right here, Big Rich. I'm repping you heavy, my nigga. Where's but shout out RT. RT got RT. a gig. RT's got a gig tonight. Yeah, RT doing the acting and all that. He's he got, doing he got the, a gig, right? He's he doing the acting. He's he's studying up his parts. That's dope. So I think we're gonna be in full like, this is what it is. We're gonna be in full force on June twenty third, Friday, mm-hmm. June twenty third. Tickets are still on sale. Odyssey at Strange Matter. Yeah. Oliver St. Louis, uh, Isa Leo, ATI, yeah. all going to be the whole Cheats Movement podcast will be in the building. We're working on a lot of things, but we're very excited. Tickets are still on sale for that show. Please search Odyssey at Strange Matter. Go get them right now. And this is what we can't go too much farther because. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest in the building. Absolutely. Our special guest for this episode, the one and only Black Liquid is in the building. Clap it up for Black Lick. Black Lick, Black Lick. What up, sir? I'm very excited. This is a long time coming too, KB. You may not know this. A lot of people may not know this, and we'll get into this a little bit later. But Black Lick was the host of the very first show that I covered as a Cheats Movement entity photographer whatever okay very first hip-hop show was a face melt friday paul invited me, paul and black liquid invited me to come shoot that show that was in 2011 the fall of 2011 my very first interview long-form interview that i did that was put in a magazine publication shout out rva mag that when i was writing for them uh was a black liquid long-form interview article several pages 
We did the photography at the state capitol. We called it the State of the Union of Hip Hop. Okay. Black Liquid has been an ambassador for Richmond. We've traveled together. Me and his brother went to William & Mary. Word. He took me to Charlottesville where we did the Immortal Technique show. Dope. There was just a lot of things going on that people don't know. He's an MC on stage and does all that. They don't know all the stuff that he does behind camera. We can talk all about yeah, a lot of it all. It. He's also one. We actually, uh, last thing I'll say, we actually guest lectured a, a college course at what was it, Mary Washington yeah, yeah. together. Say where? And he's never been on a podcast. It's the first time he's been on a podcast. Way too long, man. Way long too long. Overdue. overdue. Clap long it up for Black Lake, ladies and gentlemen. Here now. He's here now. This is the, so here's the thing, too. I've been kicking around this idea, and I don't know. Y'all can tell me. Jess, you got to jump in here as well. Y'all can tell me if this is a good idea or a bad idea. And if it's a good idea, we will probably put this up sometime tomorrow online or the next day, even probably before this podcast airs. So when, by the time you listen to the podcast, you'll know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. But ladies and gentlemen, this Friday is the debut of the Tupac movie. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm trying to figure out. If you know me well and you follow the podcast well, I'm interested in the movie. Right. I, I, I support Tupac as a messenger. We've already been through this. Yeah. I don't think he's the dopest MC. I know Gigi. Gigi's looking at me funny. Yeah. I don't think he's the dopest MC of all time. I don't put him in that category. But I do understand his influence on the culture. So this is, this is my idea. You told me if this is a good idea or a bad idea. What if we launch a contest? Mm-hmm. Right? Somehow, something light on social media. The winner of the contest, we let the, we get them two tickets to the movie. They're able to come. Hopefully, we'll be able to get as many of the podcast crew there. They'll be able to come watch the movie with us. And then the next podcast, they come on and do a recap of the movie. I like it. I like it. I like that. Jesse, Jesse's commenting. That's dope. I like that. So we think that's a good idea. Is that something that they will watch the movie? Maybe sometime this, like, we figure it out. Maybe sometime, yeah. like, Sunday. Yeah. We have a Sunday or something like that. We get a ticket for the winner and a friend to come watch the Tupac movie. And then the next podcast, sometime next week, right. we bring that win- contest winner on. And then, hell, I might even throw in Odyssey tickets. Ooh, now Wow. I might throw in Odyssey tickets. Wow. But you'll you but you'll definitely be able to watch the movie with as many of us as possible. Hey, and dope. then you come back and you tell us about the movie. What do we think? Do we think that's a good idea? Yeah, that's a goal. I like I that. I think it's a goal. Yeah. This is what we'll do. Hey, who's excited about the movie? Is anybody excited about oh, the Tupac movie? I'm just scared. You scared? It can go good, but it can go bad too. And you, we, we don't want to fuck up the practice. But uh, I'm scared. I just saw how you say introduce yourself. Yeah. No, 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 she she did, did, she did, did the whole thing. I'm scared. That's what, what, you, what do you think, KB? Are you excited for the movie or not excited about the movie? Uh. What? <laughs> you, know? you know? I mean, I, I, I like Pac. I'm not no fucking stand over Pac, though. No, you know what I'm saying? Pac, I, I'm not a nigga that dumbs out and goes crazy. But he was nice with no the lyrics. He, he was nice. Huh? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. My, my pops wasn't having none of that shit. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, but are you know, excited about so, the movie? See, cause but, you don't have to be a super fan to want to go that's, see that's the movie. What I'm yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, the way I feel about them is not fueling me to like, yo, I gotta see the movie like right now. You know what I'm saying? When but I see it, I'll see it. But the Biggie movie, I felt so, the same way about the Biggie movie. So the Notorious movie, you felt the same way about? They fucked Di- it up. Different they, reasons. They, they shit that that Notorious shit was horrible, man. They, they but shit. what? Oh, right, so but now the the standard has to be what the NWA movie, right? 
Is that the standard of For real They need to just Leave that shit alone man. You don't think They should be do- Or just do documentaries Leave it alone Yeah the documentaries Are, are better Cause they fucking The motion pictures up man. They not doing it right yeah, You know what I'm saying From 30 30 Need to hop on it And just Word You know what I'm saying <laughs> You know what I'm saying Word Word yeah, So So are, are, are you excited About the movie Gigi Or are you not excited about I, the movie? I told you I'm You're scared. scared That's my emotion KB's scared. like eh, Jess what do you think I'm, I'm gonna go see it Hopefully you'll go see it with us and the crew and the yeah, contest winner. As, as a family event. I used to think, I, I think after the NWA movie, my thought is after the NWA movie, I feel like this movie has much more. I felt like the Biggie movie was, you know, I would say the Biggie movie was a five out of ten, six out of ten, right. something like that. Right. I feel like the NWA movie was probably, I would say, eight or nine out of ten. Yeah. I think this movie has the potential in regards to telling the story. To be as good or better than that film. Are you excited to see the movie? I'm excited to see the movie all for a couple reasons, though. Mo- most of it has to do with my older brother, who's a big Tupac fan. Yeah. I, I feel like wh- wh- whenever we go see the movie, Mike's gonna come with us. I feel like that's. Hey, shout out to Mike. That's my. Yeah, guy Mike's right my there. guy. Clap it up for my, my brother, dude. Mike. Mike, what up, fam? Mike was with us at Stone Cold, Stone Soul as well. You know, he's doing his thing. He was trying to avoid his little brother half the time, but. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things. I'm his little brother. That's what happens. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I'm excited. um, I'm excited to get it out. I'm excited to see how people are going to react to it. I don't know if it's going to be in my DVD collection. You know what I mean? Next to classic, not not to classics like The Last Dragon. That might not, it might not fit into my paid and full roller decks. But I'm excited. I take that back. I am excited because I mean it's good for the culture and especially good for the new acts and the new wave of talent to be educated properly. They don't give a shit though. But they they really don't give a shit. Some of them do, but they need to though. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's kind of like you you gotta. I feel like we gotta force feed the real authentic depths of hip hop for some of these new wave individuals. That's that's just my opinion. So I'm all for, like, you know what I mean, the historical aspect of it and just getting that information out there to everybody. But it's just, it's a it's a fine line because you just got to do it right. Let me let me ask the interns. Uh, well, let me, Justin, thumbs up, thumbs down. You excited about the Tupac movie, yes or no? He's giving me a, a, a middle, a side. What's he doing? Describe what he's doing, Gigi. Is it like a little middle? He's not high or low. Eze, yeah. are you excited? Eze is not excited at all about the Tupac movie. That was a strong thumbs down. Right, they think it might mess it up. And you're going to be disappointed in the legacy of Tupac. I'm going to be so hurt. If they don't depict this man, I'm going to be mad. Let me talk about, the, so, so let's switch gears for a second and talk about two things that happen in the culture. Big, you, you, you know, we, this is festival season. We got we to gotta clap it up. We got to acknowledge. I just told y'all, me and Jess went hard body karate. Mm. Somebody give Jess a mic. We went hard body karate at Stone Soul 2017. Clap it up for Jess. Jess never takes the... <laughs> never. Well, you got to gotta, yeah, yeah, hold the bottom. Yeah, because it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, just hold it. Just hold it. Okay. Um, Jess, we're going to be very quick, but, but, but we do need to do... Well, first of all, first and foremost, we got to thank... Uh, Radio One. Shout out to Radio One. Shout out iPower. Shout out Clovia. Shout out Kells. Everybody that was just Cam, B Sounds. Everybody was very nice and well receiving to what we do as a chief. And they don't have to be. You know what I mean? They're a media outlet themselves. 
they were very receptive to what the Chiefs movement has been doing over the years, and they were very welcoming to us. So shout out to all of them. We really appreciate it. And everybody else that I'm forgetting, they were very, very courteous to us the whole time we were there. Let's talk about the actual show. The Stone Soul 2017. Overall impressions, Jess. What was your overall impressions of Stone Soul 2017? I liked it. I liked it. I had a good time. You want more? Yes, I do. What stands out to you? You were there the oh, whole time, Jess. favorite, of course, Remy Ma, but that doesn't count. Remy Ma was fantastic. Right. Um, Kid and Play, I feel like they put on a hell of a show. Like They rocked out like it was 20 years they ago. They did take a long break in their set. They they had they, they had a oh, whole geez, DJ. Yeah. They, no no they were dope they were dope, but they did like they did like a three song, like radio station thing. Well you could just tell they were resting. They were just making sure that they got their wind back up. They played about three. Jess, am I wrong? They played about three four radio hits yeah. where they were just kind of. The, yeah, All right, we need true. to get up. But you know what? They 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 did a good job. They didn't try to do too much. I like them. I really appreciated them. Who, who else stood out? You know you got your first picture. Who's your first picture with? You were a big fan of? Oh, Kat, uh, Khalid. You were a big he fan of Khalid. He R&B artist. He killed it. I, I feel like he killed it. I, I don't think the crowd may not have known They him. didn't know who he was. He's, um, he sold out his shows at SOBs. So right. He tells you what kind of artist he is. He's dope. He's R&B, though. I don't think the Stone Soul crowd would be feeling the R&B anymore. They'd be like, all right, y'all can go. It was quick. Well, you know what, though? Um, me and my brother had a little dispute because, no, 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 because I was like, I didn't really need LaToya Luckett the whole time. Oh, you better stop it. And that's what Mike said. Mike was like, Mike told me, Mike told me LaToya Luckett was, be- he, and I quote, he goes, Mark, LaToya Luckett was beautiful. She did a great job. Leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't need it. She did a Destiny's Child melody, and I was really here for it. She that was that- here for it? Well, that's the, that was my only thing. That was my only thing about that part of the whole thing was, like, I didn't know what she was going to sing. Like, she ain't got that many songs. Even for a, a festival set where you're doing three or four songs, I was like, I couldn't tell you three or four Latoya Lucky songs. I just songs. really wanted Ludacris. She sung a Destiny Child Melody. That's what she did. And that's it? No, she, she did her single. Song. She sang Regret. She, she sang two. She sang two. Right, she sung two joints and she then of three Destiny. Joints. Like three, but she sang, like, four Destiny Child joints. Because there was more of those. <laughs> <laughs> of course she that's, what, that's all I'm saying. But no, I really was hoping for her set for Ludacris to pop out and sing his verse on regret. That did not happen. It did not. That and did I not happen. So but but shout out Luda. Because yeah. I will say from yes. top from top to bottom of the entire Stone Soul situation in regards to delivering a solid live performance, a professional. And he's got hits for days. Like Ludacris. Luda has so many hits that or songs that you heard of on the radio. That you were like, yo, I forgot. Like, he got that one too. I can say yeah, yeah, yeah. Ludacris made me eat my words. He really that, did. Good work, Jess. I was, every time I would hear Ludacris at the Stone Soul lineup, I was playing him. But I did too. I, I didn't realize right. how many hits he had. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I think he a lot. He was pulling, he was doing it whole. Did he do Blueberry Yum Yum? He did My Chick Bad. He, was doing he did a lot of hits. He was, he was. I, I mean, was stuff you forgot. Like, Luda, Luda Gibbs got stuff you got. He was like, he at one point, he just looked in the crowd and was like, yo, what y'all want to hear? And then it was like, <laughs> for real, for real. And it was like, okay, I got it. And it was like, roll like you. And I was like, oh, you just forget about the number. Of, and, he, and he was professional. He was very professional. That's the thing. Like, And I think that might be a generational. The Luda's been in the game for a minute, man. You know what I mean? He's been in ATL. He's, he's seen it all. 
and he's a big, you know, Fast and Furious. He's a motion picture dude now, you know what I mean? But very courteous, very professional, came out, did his thing, you know what I mean? And I think they did it right because I do think overall people were not excited as much about so the lineup headliners, Ludacris, Meek Mill, Fat Joe Remy, Genuine, that lineup didn't, there was more, like, no disrespect, but there was more empty seats in the Stone Soul than I've ever seen before. They, I don't believe they sold they out. They did not sell out. And so I really do think that you're right. They, that, 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 being that he's a, big, he's a big star, but he's not hot, yeah. it didn't really sell. And I think they did it right. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but they bought Luda on before they bought out Fat Joe and, and Meek Mill closed the show. And had it been the other way around, mm-hmm. I feel like after J, Fat Joe and, and Meek, a lot of people would have left. They wouldn't have gave Luda, you know what I mean, shut the time. And he really shut it down. He did a really good job. Um, also, I noticed, I don't know, but they played Luda to death on the radio they for did. like They played all the Stone Soul, and rightfully so. That's what their job is. Yeah, but they, they, that's their job. To death. Let me, that, right? yeah, let's, let's get to the ending, you know what I'm saying? The thing that we thought was the biggest part, I think we uni- universally agreed that the biggest part of Stone Soul for us was Fat Joe and Remy Ma. Fat Joe and Remy Ma. I think it was, just they like, did their thing. Just did the thing. Fat Joe was another one that has so many hits. People KB, people forget how many hits Fat Joe can come out with. He did it right. Did he came out and did, you know, three or four of his own hits, Make It Rain and all that stuff. And then he went in the lean back. And you know when he went in the lean back is when. Remy came out. Is when they bought out Remy. Ah, Remy. And then after that, it was yeah. all the way up, money showers. You know what I mean? They did their thing. And she didn't drop Sheether. She did not. She waited till Summer, Summer Jam. Jam. She saved it. We want a big. We want a big enough. They was. For her. They was. The crowd went crazy when Remy walked out. Yes, they should. Her, the crowd went crazy she when Remy went out. If she did Ether in Richmond and they dropped that video, it would have killed her Summer Jam. Yeah, she had to do something big she, for Summer right, Jam. That's what I. And you knew that was coming. She had to. Hold it. This is what we're gonna do though, and then we can the last one, and we can talk about Meek Mill. Meek Mill, I thought. He was average. He did his thing. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I get everybody gave Meek a hard time about the outfit. Meek had like my whole house mortgage around his neck. He had three Dream Chaser chains that I still see. I'm still blinded by the shine that was off those Dream Chasers and the wrist. He bought out Trey. He bought out Trey. He brought out Trey. And they they was out for a second. Yeah, they they did that thing. So I do think overall, man, I I gotta say. Even though it was a light crowd, even though the crowd was a little different, like there was no really star-studded shut, like everybody's got to sell this out. Right. For what Radio 1 did, for what iPower did, I think it was a good show, solid show. You know what I'm saying? I think may hopefully that people will return next year and they can, they got to find something that strikes that chord that's like, you, this is not, like this is now. And I don't know if Meek was the, as far as he was the headliner, I don't know if Meek was the guy right now to really drive people out to sell out the show. Yeah. He, well, he was average. <laughs> so it was This is what we're going to do. Because we, we did talk about it. We don't have time to really get into all of Summer Jam. But Black Liquid is here. Clap it up. He's got a brand new album. He's got a brand new album, Anti. We're going to get into the homie Black Liquid's new album. And we're going to sit down and chop it up uh, with the whole crew. First time ever. Richmond is for haters on the shirt. Watch out for the devil. We know it all. 
Yo, Black, we're going to come back with Black Liquor. We're going to play some of these tracks, man. Clap it up. Yeah. We're excited. Cheese Moon Podcast.
than mine. I'm refined, more money, I'm making mine. Fuck whatever niggas talking and thinking I'm reading mine. Seeing I'm the same, no different. I'm just specific, consistent. I get resistant, related. I am the sickness. I suffer, no buffer. Older but look younger. Starving, I know hunger. Under and up and cumber, incompetent on the sunder. I'm switching temper by mentors. My niggas, they all remember I'm wrong, but I'm a writer in liver. Drop my liver in bottles of malt liquor. Delivered, didn't consider I'm bitter, but a success, a mess. I must confess this rap out of control. No longer underground, we simply digging a hole. I no longer feel connected. No mind, body, or soul. I detest, don't contest. It's no hunger or gold, this is life What's the meaning with meaning? I feel alone The writings on the wall, graffiti I can't decode, this is death, death Dollars and dreams of four D's and no Four T's, this here is all me I am anti Alright, no doubt, who or what inspired you to do music Man, how you got started? You know what I'm saying, the whole way I got started It's simply just failure You know, like, you go through adversity You got people that inspire you to rhyme And you got freestyle, et cetera, et cetera But one way or another, you have to decide from the classroom to red room the head room i was born to stand up no leg room i record then perform i stop knocking on doors and build my own building fuck waiting on yours no remorse no recourse of course they won't report but there's more to invest in best it's nothing less than stress i obsess express but i'm repressed impressed when i address i dress but it's the cassie's people so distracted they'd rather settle for less i'm not a turn up rapper but i'll turn up rapper the rest, respect, retrospect, regardless, reassess, real, recognize, real life, yet, to regress, is an artist, kept it honest, and a market instead, there's no one rich, of enrichment, that's what my niggas said, misled, they got it twisted, mind it all but their business, black liquid, fuck with women, I don't fuck with you bitches, I am 1,000 words, all they want is a picture, no advances, just chances, advantage for disadvantage, circumstances, lower standards, no questions, and seek advances, they quit, before they fall, they shit, before they eat, they die, but never think, doesn't matter to me, I'm here until I'm gone with this Here is forever, my presence is gravity I'm not worried about pressure And now I prefer the pain, it's the burden of pleasure I am anti How do you feel, you know what I'm saying, your style and your music is different from other artists? You know what I'm saying, the, the difference between my shit and everybody else's shit Is that my shit is not contrived Honesty lasts consciousness I live this shit, this nigga last night came through Held me down, you know what I'm saying, it broke down to me How real one of my tracks is Because it represents exactly who I am yeah, yo, you know what? I know that you call that nigga Hip Hop Eugene. That's what I'm gonna start calling. I ain't calling him Hip Hop Henry no more. Hip Hop Eugene, what up? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clap it up. Yeah. Those were, those were two tracks. Two tracks from the brother that's sitting right beside me. First time on a podcast. Yes. The one and only hip hop ambassador himself, Black Liquid. What's good, Black? Yeah, I'm lamping. I'm lamping. Finally. Finally. How long have we been waiting to do this? Like since the show started. Good point. This is good literally point. since twenty fifteen, early on. When I told you when I dropped my joint, I'd be here. I'm excited right. about it, yeah. bro. So tell me, um, before we get into it, because everybody has questions, man, and I know <laughs> he's not for those that don't know. Black Lake was not just an artist. He is like a hip hop philosopher. You know what I mean? So we gon' we, we need those, man. We gonna get into it. A lot we of dudes do. just spitting for the fucking fun of it, cause it's cool and you know, <laughs> no substance behind none yeah. of this shit they doing. So, so let's. That's a good point. Let, yeah. Let's lead yeah. into the new album, Anti. Okay. Okay. 
how many, what number album this is, and then tell us why you made it in the process of what you were trying to get across. Messages. All right, all right, all right. So this is my 20th project. Wow. When we first started this whole thing, when we talked about this, because, um, you know, like, what direction do you go? What do you talk about? How do you really deal with things? I dropped a bunch of projects back when people weren't even making music. So, you know, I, I Gucci man people, whatever you want to say. Before cats decided they can make music disposably and be part of some sort of wave of a culture and rhyme over the same old bullshit trap beats, I was out there in the streets handing CDs out hand to hand. And speaking of Stone Soul, my Stone Soul story is that, you know, on the one of the, the joint where, um, did, where they did the pop bottles, like who, whose record was pop bottles? Is that like Jim Jones or something? Whatever, the one that they played way back, right? Way back, me and my man Pi, we hit Stone Soul hand to hand. I, I burned within the span of 36 hours by hand 500 CDs. And we went out there and handed them joints out hand to hand, bro. That's grinding like that. It was a straight marathon from blank disc all the way to wrapping them joints in my own paper cases with my own hands. We did that joint. And I, I ain't got to go back to Stone Soul until I play that joint. Yeah. So, you know, Word. going into this album, though, it was like, what do we talk about and how do we do it? Because, you know, I, I put out the, the weirdly personable and personal Fiona Apple album, which to me was like a necessary thing. Cause I told my story, you know, you know, we go from drinking and smoking to doing all kinds of stuff. Then I quit all that. And you know, people were just wondering what kind of direction and where I was at with this whole thing, what I was doing. And I told my narrative, but I felt like a lot of people didn't understand it. That's, that's, that joint is like my Kingdom Come album, man. You know, like you can go back to Kingdom Come and you can hear some shit on it and be like, yo, this uh -huh. J album is fire. But at that point, people were like, what? I don't know what direction Hove is going in. And I'm not comparing myself to Hove in any sort of way. I'm just simply saying within the selection of things that I have available. So then I put out Fall for the Fly, which was like, you know, a bunch of, you know, kind of, it was more aggressive and it was tracks that I had recorded previously. And I was like, I don't want to sit on these. Why not put out these crazy records that are basically full of anger and rage? And I did. And um, people were like, oh, the people were like, well, which way are we going now? Are you back to smoking and drinking? Are you this or that? And I was like, man, all right, look, we're not going to use this everybody. So I decided, like, at that point, I was like, if we go into this next album, we really have to go ahead and put the foot down because there's a lot of people who are scared to say the things that I was talking about. There's a lot of people out there who are scared to be themselves, and there's a lot of people who, are, who can't perform, who stand up on stage, and they play, they, they play their bullshit, you know, and they, they talk over it, and they act like they're doing a set and jump up and down. I hate them fucking jump up and, up and down sets. Yeah, yeah, stand yeah. stand that shit. Yeah, me too. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit cats hard. I'm going to go contemporary, but I'm also going to be, you know, very straight to the point and direct and aggressive. And I was in a very, very dark place. And, you know, Bandolero was also in a very dark place. So he and I really mapped out what the agenda of that album was going to be. And it was anti because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite of everything you would ever expect out of a rap dude. I never had fresh outfits. I never, when I had, when I had dreads, it was just my hair locked. I never did anything that anybody who's trying to get on ever did. And you know what I'm saying? I was not. I, I, I was like up front, like, yeah, I'm drinking malt liquor, I'm smoking regular weed, and I'm on food stamps. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what's up? And, you know, I would go to a show, and I wouldn't be on that whole, like, I'm trying to present myself as a rapper, blah, blah, blah. It was straight up about giving people raw, straight to 100% just me and what my life is like, because I'm not going to candy coat shit for you. And so I felt like I had to take it back all the way there to remind people in a new way what my album was going to be. And I am, you know, the anti-rap superstar. I'm, I'm apparently one of the most famous rap dudes in the city or something, according to people. I'm, I'm a king of Richmond, according to people. And I was like, all these perspectives and, and, and interpretations of what my hard work has been about, if, if I don't address it, these people speak for me. So I was like, when I come in and I bomb these people with this record, it has to be on a level that nobody can even, you can't do what I just did. You know, that's how I want to hit people, because you can't do me. You can't be me. So 
that's how I hit him, man. And that's why anti, you know, is what it is. And I dare you to come to my show and not get your face melted. I dare Facts. you. Every Don't. time it's melted. Yeah, I dare Don't. you. No. So. Yeah. So. One word. Uh-huh. When I think about you, I think of one word. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, that would probably be influence. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because okay. your impact on, I don't even want to classify this Richmond culture, but your impact with your peers and the people who look up to you, fuck it, the, the, the whole music scene. Yeah. You have influenced so many people, and no matter who I talk to, no matter where they're from, they respect you on a level that I don't see often. Huh. Or at all, sometimes. Let's, okay. let's be honest. Okay. So, I'm curious. God forbid anything happens to you, Lord knows. Yeah. But, you know, if you were to leave this earth, mm-hmm. what is... Give me two things that you want to be remembered by. And, or better yet, something for the people to take away as part of your as part of your legacy i think about that shit all the time like you got to i I sleep on the bottom of my bed on the bottom corner because i feel like at any moment you can go from being comfortable in your house to being on the street so i think about shit in any day of the week you know what i'm saying and for me the the legacy is is I'd like people to remember, like they can follow my story, they can know about my life because that was the albums were designed as to have a, the certain lexicon, certain consistent people, certain you know aspects of the elements of the stories that I wanted people to follow. People would be like, yo, you know, I had a, I have a fan in Australia. I got some Australian fans, right? And I got interviewed by one of them, and he was like, so is this stuff like true or is it made up? I was like, I never thought that somebody would ever think that like the shit I talk about is made up. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But like, now nah, that's 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 my life. So I'd like to leave people that. And I'd also like to be remembered for proving to people that in two, two things, I guess, two sides of it. One, that um, you, you, you're at your most successful when you bring people together. And that you can do anything and you can be anywhere and be who you are. Because transcendence of presence is definition of purpose. So when people expect you to be, a certain, to be in a certain place, like you expect me to show up as a rapper. And instead I show up to speak at your college course about you know, philosophy but I'm also supposedly known as some sort of notorious artist, then you know, I think at that point, I, my mission is complete. And that's what I want people to think, that there are no limits. You sit here and you put yourself in a box and all you will be is that very thing. But I want people to know, like, whoever would have thought I teach classes, whoever thought I'd do a TED talk, you know? That's, not, that's my legacy, that's what I want people to see. Money goes, you know what I'm saying? Everything comes and goes, but what you put in the universe when it inspires and influences others, that stays and lasts forever, as long as that premise is real and it becomes part of their principles. It's like Inception. So that's, what, that's my legacies. And so, it, what's funny as shit is my Australian fan just commented on my Facebook post, that is weird. That's, yeah. But, but, but yeah. talk to us about, that's my life. about going back to Anti, right? Like, yeah. 20 albums, a lot of albums. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of tracks. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So with the goal of Anti, Mm-hmm. And you told me that you think that this one is is some of your best work. This right? is my best work. So I was just going to ask that too. Yeah, yeah. I, go ahead, KB. Go ahead. Go, I, ahead. go ahead. I was just I just wanted to know if this is your your favorite project out of like yeah, you said, yeah, you did yeah. Twenty yeah. joints. That's a lot of music. Yeah, man. I, this is my my favorite project because I cared the least about it. I, mm. Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, expound yeah. on that man. because every time you go into making a project, you always think about what's going to happen. 
What are people going to think? When is it going to be done? You know, when do I know that I've completed this? How do I feel that I've got the right body of work? This time, I, I listen to other people. Like, I'm, I'm an asshole, bro. I don't take advice very well. You know, or I'll take advice, but I won't take instructions, right? But I realize I've done so many things my way. The one thing I haven't done is really involve others in my process. Heather Waters, the, um, the founder of the Richmond International Film and Music Festival, she arranged my album. And that's one of my mentors, and she really broke down to me. This, this is why your album needs to hit people this way versus the original arrangement I had. You know, like BC and Bandolero and RT, like all of us, we talked a lot about what was going into this. And then I, I, I involved Hovey Benjamin to mix and master and post produce it. So I went and reached out to other people and spent money. And I was like, you know what? This, this, this is going to be something different for me, and I, I have to let go. So for me, you know, lyrically, of course, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm sharper than ever. So I was like, I'm gonna hit cats, you know, just I'm gonna destroy them on this shit. But then I was like, after that, I don't care. And that's how I'm approaching all my work now. You know, you can take it or leave it. You can feel how you feel. I don't give a fuck how anybody feels, yo. Word. You know, and that's, that's why this is my favorite. This is like, not, this is my best work. Clap it up for Black Lake. This is what we gonna do. We gonna jump into another joint from Anti, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about Soundstage. A soundset, Soundset, I'm yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. out in yeah. Minnesota. Soundstage in Baltimore. There are a, a yeah. Soundset in, it's Minnesota. Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minneapolis, yeah. And, and we're yeah. gonna talk about not only that that set and that show, because I know that was big, that's something yeah. I've been watching yeah, major, for a long time, <laughs> and I've, uh, I've been watching how you've been moving with Rhyme Sayers yeah, yeah. Uh, on the I'm peripheral for a long time, so I thought that was a big move. Play for, Savior, man, for niggas, man, because this, this will all come together. Play Savior, play Savior. All so right, so we're gonna, gonna, so we're gonna, gonna play that joint, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna talk about that, and then uh, we're gonna uh, talk a little bit too about the opportunities, because one of the things in Richmond in particular, but all independent artists are always asking about opportunities, asking about how they can get your brother that mm. seems to always maximize those opportunities. And, and I, I, I do want to say in response also to what Gigi said, the one thing is that if people supposedly having all this respect for me and stuff and like they look up to me <laughs> and all this shit, you know, I hear a lot about like the side conversations where niggas got a whole lot of shit to say, right? You know, you got a whole lot. Of, and that's what the album's premise was, too, was the dead all that bullshit talk. But at talk the same time, him. my main thing is that I have a radio show that I do every Saturday night, and I always say the door is open. And I'm always surprised when niggas come to my radio show and they're like, I can't believe this. And it's like, I don't understand. If I'm saying come, to, it, it's open. I want you to be part of this because this is something I want to share with you. I don't understand that. We're going to get well, into we're all that, that, but we're going to play Savior. We're going to play Savior right now. Though, and I want to say thank you to the people who do look up to me because that's scary. That's what's up. Yeah. They can't see the forest for the trees. They can't see the forest for the trees. They can't smell their own shit on their knees. I worked hard for this shit. Nobody can take it from me. Swear to God on this shit. I started with next to nothing. It was simple. Now it's sinful and civil. So hypocritical. People say you're liquid. You did it. I'm like my nigga. No, you ain't never seen. You ain't never been in my space. Let me take you back to the days I'm talking my space. Rent due. Who sense? No hope and no chance. No choice. I did it for the love. There's no turning back. Something's wrong with me. See, I don't care what people think. I know one thing. What you don't, you would never be. People say you're liquid. You acting really different. I said you got $10. I need to move these tickets. Yeah. Don't approach me with your hand out. Talking about your plans ain't been out. You deserve because you stand out. You just want this so bad right now. You ain't 
Someone to do a favor. Everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor. No, this ain't about a deal. This is how I deal with it. And I don't need to chill. I don't need a meal ticket. See, I got friends who famous. They treat me just the same as. To me, their names are nameless. I was born to be became this. And I've been through these changes. So don't tell me how to change this. Don't tell me that you'll make it. Don't call me when you're faded. The greatest dedication, the process elimination. They fish for information, then they call it conversation. You're black. I do get them radio shows for real. You're black. Hit me up, let's record, let's chill. You're black. Anything, anytime, for real. You're black. I belong on your next show's bill. Black. Don't approach me with your hand out, talking about your plans ain't been out. You deserve because you stand out. You just want this so bad right now. You ain't asking for a handout. You my nigga, you my man now. This is all about us. This is all about trust. Everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor. Everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor. Everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor. Everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor. Now look, this is... It's not a diss song, I mean, if the shoe fits, you probably got it on, and I bet it matches all your Facebook friends. First they buy their car, then they buy their rims, but no one wants to drive, everybody wants to ride. Tell me how it is you gangster when you don't look into eyes, tell me why, show me how, build you up, they tear you down. First they throw the dirt, then they call it underground, there's a... Thin line between bull and shit. That's why when I grind, I grind with grit. See the differences? I don't ask for shit. I am welcome to the rap business. Yeah. Don't approach me with your hand out. Talking about your plans ain't been out. You deserve because you stand out. You just want this so bad right now. You ain't asking for a handout. You my nigga, you my man now. This is all about us. This is all about trust. Everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor. Someone to do a favor, everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor, everybody wants a savior. Someone to do a favor. It's not your fault that you're always wrong. The weak are the ones to justify. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Are we back? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're so. We're I back. think we're, we're back. back. Let me double check, though. I got to make we're sure. Back. How's your mic sound, KB? Man, the mic is on fire this time, Styles. Yeah, man, we're back, man. We're back. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Again, once again, we got to shout out our new home in regards to the Chiefs Movement Podcast, where we are right now, 804 RVA, yeah. co-working space on Broad Street. Make sure you check it out, man. They uh, have all your co-working needs. If you're an entrepreneur, you don't have an office that you go to from a 9-to-5 standpoint, check them out, man. They got very reasonable monthly rates, yeah. and you also uh, is a part of a community, man. There's a whole bunch of different activities that they do here in which they try to help entrepreneurs helping each other. Uh, it's, it's different. It's different than what I originally thought, man. I thought it was kind of like your mobile office where you could just come in anytime you want. But it's different. It's like it's an office, 
that runs with set hours, and then you can rent it out in the evenings. Uh, all of that stuff comes with your membership. So make sure you holler at uh, Lark and look it all up on 804RVA. That's just a different that's a different space, man. They do yeah. a lot of cool stuff, man. So clap it up for them. Yeah. We're very excited about that. Uh, and we're back, man, with the homie Black Liquid. Clap it up for yeah. Black Liquid. That song was called yeah. Savior. Yeah. And he was talking that shit on, on, on the break, too. I like that, man. Yeah. It was. He was, you know he, was he was talking a little bit. He was talking a little bit out of pocket, if you will. No, I wasn't out of pocket. It that's wasn't out of shit, pocket. Man. That, got, that's my <laughs> lane right there. I got, I got that's my more lane right there. It's a little know, different. Bro. I it's, like it. And I it's, good credit. it's a little different than what you would uh, think true. Black Liquid would be talking. He's talking a little, really, a little more aggressive. His name is Black Liquid, man. A little more aggressive. Sweet about a nigga who called himself Black Liquid. Nothing. You know we would. I would never say that either. He's definitely. Yeah. Uh, so so it was all the same real thing. Dude, but it's. I, I, like think, I think people think However of, it go, I like it. I think it'd be, I think most Punch people think of a kindler, kindler, gentler. Yeah. Lick, if you will. Yeah, they think of a kind of kinder, gentler version. This has been a much. This is a much kinder, gentler. Say what? Let me tell you about the first lick. Look, let me, let me talk about the first uh, yeah, lick. Yeah, let's like get to the history of this thing. Let me tell you about the first lick I interviewed. Right. The first lick I interviewed. It had to be a strong. Shit, it was. At, it was a Saturday. It was a. It was a Friday night, Saturday morning, I believe. Mm-hmm. The very first time, after the radio show. Back in Black Lick's heavy drinking days. And I'm telling you, here's the thing. We sat down, had to be 3.30 in the morning. We probably interviewed, I think I might have asked one question. Lick might have talked for an hour straight. Yeah. I'm talking about an <laughs> hour straight. Yeah. This might have been, you know what it was? It might have been after Face Melt Friday. Did, did yeah, we do yeah, the no, show? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did one after Face Melt. And, uh, it was it, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about hammered lick. It had to be crazy early in the morning. Yeah. I got the recorder out. This is before I even, I was transcribing shit myself. I didn't even know right. about services that you could send a file to and get it back. I didn't know any of that. I was sitting there trying to type up. Like an hour straight yeah. of black liquid. You could smell, look, you could smell the alcohol on the recorder the next day when yeah, I'm trying to type yeah. this shit yeah, up. Yeah. And I and I swear to God, I had to call him back, I think. And I was like, yo, we got to do the whole shit over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we didn't get anything out of it. I mean, the whole thing, it was, it, I mean, he was on some serious philosophical hip hop shit. And it was... Like when you listening to it, you were like, yeah, 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 and you go back the next day and try to like really listen wasn't to so it. Much like you were that, like, what the fuck is yeah, going, yeah, going on? on? I had yeah. no clue. Yeah, but yeah. it was a different. I, I, it's it was a different lick, man. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the 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 early Face Melt Friday days that I saw, extremely aggressive. Oh yeah, yeah. There was more than one or two. You talk about uh, a little bit of skirmish over at the battle and all that stuff. No, I'm talking about the like the first two or three times I went. Guaranteed to be a skirmish because one, it was, I think some of it was their fault. They put like, they had to put like 35 people on the bill. It, it was knowing we, good and well they couldn't get all them sets off before they had to shut that no, shit we, down. We, we would do, uh, the, the original limit was about 20 to 25, and the sets were at eight minutes. And it's and the time schedule would work, but the problem is, is that these that shit never worked. That and, never but worked. You gotta understand. And then they tried to fight you. Oh, well, they can't do that. You gotta understand. That's what happened. They it, tried to fight Lick. When you throw when you throw an event, man, there's usually three spiritual crises or something to keep artists at least. performing. So I had to always at overbook least because right. you get a call from somebody, yeah, man, look, I can't do the show, man. It's like the day before, I can't do the show, man. You know, I almost killed myself last night, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to think about life, and it's like. 
Who am I to be like, nah, nigga, you got to hit that stage. That like, was nah, crazy. I'm talking about crazy. But it was aggressive. You got to admit, those early days oh, those, were a little more hostile. Days. It didn't yeah. exist. I was creating something that didn't exist. Now, but but tell me about this, because we do want to get into this. We just played Savior. One of the yeah. things that I know you did, one of the stages you did rock was out in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about Soundset. Tell me about how that came about. That was just a massive show. Who headlined yeah. that show? Uh, Travis Scott and Lauren Travis Hill. Travis Scott and Lauren Hill. Wow. Just yeah. not too long ago. Was it about a month ago? No, it was it a couple like weeks it ago. It was a year ago. It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. he was on stage with some of the biggest hip-hop artists That's dope. in the yeah. country and the world. Yeah. Yeah. And just so so tell us how that came about and, and, and how your experience was out there in Minneapolis. Well, it was uh work. That's how it came about. Like they don't you, you like people people look at things and they always this is the biggest misconception in hip hop and I posted something about this today on Facebook, is that um people think you get put on. Mm. And won't no put on for that shit. I um I've been trying to get on that show for three years. I'm the only artist to ever do sound set who went as a guest because like see Rhyme says slug from atmosphere, right? He hit me up because he dubbed my radio. So he was in town one day and he ended up listening to my shit. And then we ended up just talking. He sent me some exclusives and stuff. So he and I were, were like, you know, we built a, a respect, respect and friendship when they come around and they yeah, hang out with him, all that kinds of shit. But he doesn't, he didn't say, look, this guy needs to be on this bill. If that was the way it was supposed to be, I would have been on that bitch years ago. That doesn't, that's not the way it works, you know, if I, cause I would have been like, hey, 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 I, but I'm not a dude who asks for shit. That's what the point of that song is. I don't ask for shit. Yeah. And so what's, what, um, what happens, though, is that, you know, artists get pitched and people you build rapports with and your work gets recognized. You can't be saying, hey, I'm built for something like this and be stagnant. Right. And they've seen my progress in, in different lanes. And I apparently, you know, I was just chilling. Like, for real, like the, the, the rawest way to describe it is shit, I'm at work chilling. Because, hey, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, if you, ain't gotta, if you ain't getting paid, if you ain't making 100 bands off your music a year, then you should have a 40-hour job. Because unemployed and independent means extra taxes and health insurance. Mm. True indeed. Talk to him. And if you can't afford those two things on top of having a sufficient lifestyle, then you better be prepared to sacrifice everything and not sleep and wake up in the morning, carry your ass to work, and get that money the right way so then you can do everything else afterwards. You don't ever clock out, you just stay clocked in. That's the way it works. So I was chilling at my shift, chilling, and I get this email, and it's from like the president around upstairs, and he's like, hey, you know, we wanna put you on Soundset. And I was like, he's like, are you interested? And, I, and I'm like, what? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. so I yeah, asked yeah, him, yeah. like, absolutely, you know? And, I, and like, so the weirdest part about it was I, I stand up in this building and I look around and everybody's like, you know, doing their work and shit. And I'm like, standing around, like, yo, I'm, I'm like, I just got booked for Soundset. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, what's going on? But that, um, that for me, then it became, it, the, there was a moment of like, oh shit, this is dope. But then it was like, oh shit, this is terrible. Because what do I do in between now and then? I'm big on plans. The old lick didn't make plans. The old lick, the, the old lick, just the old lick the didn't have whatever. a calendar. The old, yeah. old lick just said, I don't say no, let me know. That was the rule. That was it. So it was like, whatever you got, I'm going to cram that into a day. I'll do two, three shows in a night if I have to, whatever. That was the old lick because nobody was working that hard. So it had to be done. This time, you know, it was like, well, shit, what do we do? How do we strategically put out an album, right, as close to this as possible? How do we book this? How do we structure this around my events? I book a whole year's worth of events before I throw anything. You know, right. like, so I got events all the way through November right now in Richmond that are all mine. You know, so like... 
how do I organize all these things and then somehow put together a plan and sufficiently pick the correct people to go with me without taking everybody and also creating a lane and making as much noise as possible without being a dick about it? How do I do all this, right? So it became a big challenge with long itemized lists and lengthy conversations and plans, but it all did pay off. I threw my release party, my Facebook on Friday. It ended up being the week before Soundset. So I got to do my, my release party right here at home with the people I love. And then I got to go the next weekend, and, and that Facebook was it was a ridiculous experience. It was great, but there was a lot, and that's what it, that's what Facebook is like. You know, Facebook is the party that you throw, yeah. not attend. So I can only tell you but so much. But the <laughs> the next week, then it was like shit. The pressure's on, and like going out the sound set. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys, what is the worst thing that can happen as an independent artist in hip hop to you? Yeah, I, I would say. You say forget your lyrics? Get on stage what do you and think? forget What do you your... think is the worst thing that could happen for you as an independent artist? You're in control of everything because you don't have anybody, any manager. You delegate, you control, you move maybe, forward. What's, maybe, maybe what's the worst thing? Travel. Maybe you don't get there travel-wise, but I would think choking on stage would be a big Yeah. As an independent in artist, general yeah. or just on stage, all all the way, the whole journey. Before I'm gonna tell you guys right or now, not having a following, man, yeah. like, you know, nobody to support what you're doing. The most minor aspect of any big endeavor, by the way, is the set. Every everything before and after the set is is the hard part. No matter in so front travel, of a thousand people, so, so fifteen hundred, whatever. Travel. We, we, so getting there, logistics of getting there. Okay. Because if you missed your shit, nobody's gonna yeah. care enough about you. Oh, I would have got there like Dawg Sim. I would have yoga teleported there. Right. Right. Yeah, they're not gonna yeah. make an arrangement yeah. to bring you back. No, okay. the worst thing is nobody feeling your shit at all. Like a choke? Yeah. All right, what's the nobody worst? feeling. The worst thing is everything went right. That's the worst thing. Explain. Yeah. Expound, man. We not today. Allow me to expound upon Word. this statement. When you're in, in the lane of independent hip hop, let alone any kind of entrepreneur putting together different things, where you're taking your dreams and your thoughts and turning it into a reality, where you're actually manifesting, there's several different teeth on the gear that allow the movement of the machine to take place. The biggest problem, of course, always is that you miss it too. Something goes wrong every fucking time. I can't tell you how many, I don't have any stories where everything went right, everything was great. Everything goes wrong. That is the first plan. Is you make a plan and you gotta throw that bitch out the window. Making plans allows you to learn how to plan for the worst and, and make smart decisions and hard decisions quickly. You also have to have the ability to tell people no. But what happens when you show up and everything's perfect, everybody knows who you are, everybody's like, sure, you can have wristbands. Oh, it's great to see you. I love your album. You know what happens when they say, hey, black, and, you, and everything is fucking sweet. It's terrifying. You when you get to the hotel yeah. and it's beautiful and like, they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's fucking terrifying. Me and my guys were like, how was this? Like, what? Like, this is ridiculous. Right, right, right. And that is the most ridiculous, like, terrifying thing. Because, I mean, if you think about the process of adversity, you know, adversity puts you in control. Because at that time, the thing that you control most is what, if what has happened has happened, then all you can control is how you react. But that's what moves things forward. Right. I had, you know, with everything going right, what do you control? What is your angle? Then how do you carry yourself? Do you be grateful? Do you, be, do you approach things aggressively? Do you say thank you? How the fuck do you maintain and keep your guys in line too when this is weirder for them than it is for you? But on you, on deeper levels and different layers, it's very weird and terrifying. And that was like the, uh, the most like, ridiculous part about it is that everything went right. 
like the flights were, were survivable. I hate flying. I love it when there's turbulence though. Like when it's like we're about to die, that's my <laughs> shit. But you know, yeah, like, yeah. The bandolero was like, "What's wrong with you, black?" And he was like, I, "I'm sitting here thinking we're gonna fall no. out the sky." He's like a 12 year old kid on a roller coaster. No, that's like, not me. Awesome. That's not me. I'm ready, man. I'm one step away from pulling that Calip bus. Oh, no, no, nah, I love it. Yo. I'm not even trying to get up in the air like that. I, no. I yeah, love some severe yeah. turbulence. Mm, but then um, press your luck so many times, bro. Man, but. <laughs> But, you know, everything, though, was really amazing. I can't even begin to explain how grateful we were when we got there. And they, like, you know, they knew who we were and who I was. And they, you know, I'm, I'm backstage at the pre-party hanging out with people that I know from the Rhymesayers infrastructure that I have a great amount of respect for. And they're, like, right there. And they're pointing at me like, hey, man, you know, it's good to see you. One dude was like, we're not going to dap it up. You got to give me a hug. Like, it was super weird. Right. And, and, like, you know... The wildest shit, man, it's like, you know, you're chilling. And imagine for a second you're hanging out and you go in a room to see what people are doing, right? And standing in front of you was like Young Guru and Dan the Automator arguing over ASR chips. Like, arguing about that shit. And Danny Adam was like, I'll see you in five months. Like, he says this to the dude that's engineered all of Jay-Z's verses and shit. Yeah. Like, and these people are just hanging out. And everybody in the room was like scared enough to even speak about this. So did you feel like, I mean, just the, the interesting thing is in those settings, you can sometimes feel a little weird. Did, and, did it feel comfortable? And, did you feel like you is, belong? And this is it right here. And then imagine being treated like you're one of them. Right. No outsider shit at all. And then imagine realizing I am one of them. Right. That's crazy. And that was the message and the moral of the story of Soundset, you know, despite like, like it, I worked, I worked super hard. You know, we hung out with Cool Keith, by the way. Cool Keith. I hung out with Cool Keith. I have a Cool Keith story now. In hip hop, you have to have Dope. a Cool Keith story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dope. like we, and, and like Sway knew the fuck I was. It was very weird. But the, the thing that happened, like the set was amazing. I did 15 to 12, somewhere around there, interviews back to back after my set. Dope. Like I spent the whole day in the press tent. But the, you know, the thing that I learned the most is the value of acceptance. Because when things go wrong, that's the value of preparation. That's the value of adaptation. That's where you, know, you as a leader, that's your leadership quality, stepping up and making things happen. But when you, everything is happening, everything is in motion, you have to have the ability to accept it and not fuck it up. So quick, quick quickly, because we got to play one more track and we yeah. do have to wrap this up. But like from your experience, all of the grinding in 20 hours, the sound set, I don't know, countless shows mm -hmm. in Richmond. I mean, there was years when you did damn near 100 shows oh, in yeah, the I did. city. My first year, I don't even know what year it was, but like my first year where I really decided like no stopping, I did like 160-something shows. 160-something shows in Richmond. In and the Richmond. photosynthesizers, man, everywhere. And let, so what is the lesson that you would give to other independent artists that want the opportunities that, that, that are in search of the opportunities that are manifesting themselves because of your hard work? What, what is you, the lesson you would give them? You can't get the things in life that are supposed to come to you if you spend all your life and all your effort trying to be someone else. Facts. That's, we're going to stop right there. That's it. We're going to pause right there. We're going to play one more joint off of Anti, and then we're going to clap it up for Black Lick. Man, yeah, I mean, man. That's, that's just crazy. We're going to come back with one more segment with Black Lick. And you can get, get a couple more of those in. And we're going to let, if there's any questions from Justin and Eze, what do you think, KB? We're going mean, to yeah, let yeah, them rock yeah, they, in. They, they, they one one or two questions. Hours, man. Yeah, they got yeah, their they credit hours, man. We can, we can let what, them get what their song, shit What song? Play Thank You. All right, we're going to play Thank You right now. We're going to come back with final rounds. We're going to call them speed rounds, Black. Yeah. We're going to let 
uh, Justin and Eze get a question off. Yeah, GG, you said you might have another one, and then we're going to get out of here. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, clap it up for Black Liquid. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of people saying they understand this game of entitlement, pride, petty fame, of people who swear they've got something to lose with nothing to gain. Listen, I got nothing to prove. I've been on front page, the home page, the last page, the main stage, small stage, and backstage. Niggas know the name, I swear, I think they do. But every time I do a show, it's deja vu. Imagine what it's like, really just think about it. I'm just like you online, I read about it. Only difference is I know this cycle that never fails. I create opportunities. It's not just you with me. Now, usually I'd say nothing to keep working. And usually they say something that's not hurting. The only thing certain, people that not person. I wrote this for every asshole that's still lurking. Thank you for ignoring all my posts. For not streaming my shit for all the downloads. They give the mainstream. I really think it's stupid. I'ma start posting pictures of bitches. Fuck music. I do things for my community. Post it on Instagram. And get 26 likes when followed. It's really spam. I scroll down past these sneakers with tits and ass. They got 1,000 likes with comments. It's getting bad. They either don't know, don't care, or don't show. On my Facebook event, look at 10 and don't go. This shit never ends. My close personal friends post memes, not me, and wonder why they don't end. Up in the mix when things get interesting You support local music what? Nigga please to be the same ones Riding to the same bullshit That be the first ones to say Yo I like your new disc And these damn publications ain't helping the situation Fuck your blog and your feet Your wordpress is basic Your content sucks Here's what I recommend Stop writing advertisements and be journalists Thank you For ignoring all my posts For not streaming my shit For all the downloads they give the mainstream, I really think it's stupid. I'ma start posting pictures and bitches. Fuck music. They say I need more videos, need more pretty hoes, need more drugs, thugs, guns, and designer clothes. Need less content, need less lyrics. People wanna dance, they don't care about a message. Now don't get me started, not an old school rapper. I don't need a bunch of big words to tell you what matters. To me, that shit's boring. I'm all about reality. Real, recognize real, that's my mentality I find it really challenging When I hear a record by an artist I respect and know can do better I remember back beginning with penning With no pretending, depending on how you're living We're giving a chance to listen Determine if it was worth it Most music has served a purpose Now music's simply worthless What it trying to be alive? Shit, even mine is free You can get it all online And if you don't like me, cool I hope you die Thank you for ignoring all my posts, for not streaming my shit, for all the downloads, they give the mainstream, I really think it's stupid, I'ma start posting pictures of bitches, fuck music. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, clap it up, that was thank you for black, from Black Liquid. Hey, that was dope. That was really dope. That I like album, that joke. The album is anti. Anti. This is what we gonna do, this is our speed round, I'm gonna pass the mic. Speed round. I'm gonna pass the mic over to Gigi Broadway. This on fire this and then we're gonna pass it along to Justin and Eze. And Kit Black, we're gonna do a speed round to get I'm the all, last. I'm always ready. Get yo. the last Black Liquid answers out of this, man. But before, yeah. I mean, we just gotta thank you for coming through the show. It's been no, a long thank time you for coming, man. We really appreciate it. And I just gotta say real quick, too. 
you know, people don't realize, you know, I have to say this, and that's why I wanted to play thank you, because thank you is about fluff entities and, and bullshit and people passing and the accusations of dick riding and all that shit, you know, especially in media outlets. And uh, the main thing I, I really do want to stress upon is that, you know, you're one of the people who's rarely recognized for the amount of work that you have put in and the Facts. different ways that you try to build and brand yourself and also be a voice for different outlets within the community and through music and other people who are dedicated to actually trying to provide something that is worthwhile and lasting content. So I just want to say thank you for being a great voice. Word up. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate, it. Well, I appreciate Black I feel like what? no, no, no. I mean, I feel like all of us. All not when I know when I say all of us, I mean all of us. It's one of those things where I think uh, the reason why a lot of us get along uh, in this space that we do is because we recognize that there is a void that is not being filled. Yeah. Whether it is through the music, whether it's due to education, whether it's through the media outlets, there is unfortunately. I mean, it's getting better. We talk about this all the time mm-hmm. when we, you know. There wasn't always as many blogs as there are now. There wasn't always enough attention to hip-hop culture. There wasn't enough attention to urban culture in Richmond. I think a lot of that is changing in the right direction, moving in the right direction. Richmond's getting a little bit more of a spotlight. Yeah. Um, and it's it, we would not have that spotlight that we have if it wasn't for 160-plus shows in one year, 20-plus <laughs> albums, tw- album number 20. True yeah. indeed. I'm talking about. Immortal Technique, Bone Thugs and Harmony, yeah. DMX, yeah. a couple times at DMX. Yeah, man. These are all the things Three that you, times. These are all the things that somebody like yourself did yeah. for, like you're saying, just a lot of love. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like you were getting a lot of benefit. and You know what yeah, I mean? No, like a lot it, of... Yeah, it, it's so it, a lot it, of stress is all it, you get from that. And I will shit. say this, too. I look at, success. The one thing I will say is I look at Black Liquid as an artist that, in a way, kind of bridges a gap. Um there's not a lot of links to what some would consider kind of the the dark days of Richmond hip hop when 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 you know Obliv was there, mm-hmm. Divine Prophets was there. Mm-hmm. There was but 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 there was there's not a lot of bridge between that time period. That time period kind of after Skills and all of that kind of faded away. Richmond was dark for a long time. One of the last yeah. niggas left, yo. And that's where Black started to really start to get his get yeah. his get his emergence on, and it was. And now you start to see through through people like Swerve 360. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just a lot of it's a different. It's definitely a change in the guard. But Lick has kind of played through all of that and is now on the other side of that. And I think what happens a lot of times is people don't recognize a lot of the work that people put in to get to where they are. They just see where they are and look kind of crazy. Like how did he get here? (laughs) Because they're comparing their lyrics or they're pairing their their following to this person's yeah. following and if i had a nickel for every time people would be like oh black like i don't even know how he does all the things that he does like they don't get it yeah but they weren't there right years and years i wasn't there so i know they weren't there years and years ago when this whole was manifesting and building so yeah. so salute to you my brother thank you i'm gonna pass thank this you. microphone yeah. to uh, to, to the to the lightning round, so I'm gonna yeah. pass it to Gigi, but KB, Justin, Eze, don't let us down, Justin and Eze. We know you got questions. Yep. Yeah, let yeah, it make yeah, it happen. Yeah. All right, I'm ready to bust all y'all asses. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So I gotta ask. This is about vices. All right. Because you know, drugs have pretty much always been in the music industry, yeah. but it seems like recently it's just 
it's just hand in hand. I mean, I, I, it just feels like it's just getting worse. Mm -hmm. You got artists like, you know, Future, Molly's and Percocets. It, it just seems like it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you transition from the old lick, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And used to get it in. I used to drink four forties or whatever. I used to smoke a QP a month, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You 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 got it in. Damn. And I still worked out five to seven days a week. Facts. <laughs> Facts. It's like yeah. the body is like what ninety percent water. Yeah, yeah. Yours yeah. was ninety percent liquid. Damn it, GG yeah. lightning round. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Word. I can't. I can't. Word. No, but because right. this plays a lot of artists, and I know mm -hmm. a lot of artists use drugs mm -hmm. as a crutch. Yeah. And they use it to you know break down walls, barriers, shakes, whatever you want to. So I want to know. What's your thought about, or what your opinion is about that whole situation, drugs, and your transformation from kind of in that world to completely mm. kicking it? All right, well, I mean, the, the biggest, the most terrifying thing for me was the first time that I had to freestyle, like not smoked out or drunk or anything like that. And then I realized it wasn't hard to do at all. Most of my recording in the studio and everything was actually pretty much sober. I didn't really smoke or drink until after I finished writing and recording. So, you know, I think that people forget that you're already great. Every person is born with greatness within them. You don't need something to dilute yourself in order for you to see how great and brilliant you are. I think people have, a, are, and we're, especially in this day, we're raised, I mean, we're raised in a, in a culture of indifference and, and fear of the knowledge of self. And so when people are scared to look in the mirror, they, they look to drugs to help them reflect otherwise. But it always distorts what you see. It's fog. Mm. So when you're ready to know yourself, you'll stop getting high as shit and being stupid. Talk to That's me. why it's called under the influence. Fast. Simple as that. So first off, I would like to say I really enjoyed your segment where you was talking about how everything before the set and after the set yeah. is the hardest part about being an independent artist. Yeah. And... And as a person that's seen artists perform on numerous occasions, mm. those, those are always the hardest things because you have to deal with patience and making sure that communication is going great between yeah. the DJ, the sound guy, the MC, the other performers. Mm. And when I think about you, I instantly think of a quote, patience is the prerequisite to success. True based story. off of everything that you talked about during the podcast, based off of the stories that Cheats talked about, KB, GG. Yes, how does that quote define your artistry? Well, I, I mean, there's a difference between being patient and waiting. And I've never been waiting. I've just always been building towards something. I'm a big believer in small victories. Like Chris Ainsworth did an interview on Jay Leno, and uh, Jay Leno asked him, when was it that you got your big break? And I loved his response. He said, I've never had a big break. It's just been several small victories adding up to this current victory. That's the way I look at it. And you know, my future is defined by what I'll do next, not by what I've done. And that's, that requires lots of patience. Wow. Damn. What's up, Lick? What up? Um, I know you're a hip hop philosopher, so I have a question. True. All right. Is hip hop the most powerful cultural movement in the world? No. What is? The internet. We live, in an age, we live in an age where we have access to everything. People's consumption, their consumerism is at an all-time high to where hip-hop in itself is, is also part of a disposable litany of other you know, influences and cultural aspects out there that are available. You know, the, I don't think there's anybody in the world, well, there, there has to be somebody in the world who hasn't heard of hip-hop, but chances are the reason they have heard of hip-hop is because of the internet. The internet 
is everything to people. People spend most of their time staring at a piece of plastic that's rectangular at their hands than they do with the rest of the world. You know, it's it's True. more important to people Indeed. than their full time job. So that is, I believe that the most powerful influence in culture in this world is the internet. Take us home, KD. Hey man, I mean, dope interview. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you coming through, rocking with us, man. Thank you. Put me onto a few things, right. and, and you know, I'm an OG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And put me onto a few things, and I appreciate that, man. So we appreciate you coming through, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all give it up for the dude. Thank you, Black Lip. Hey, man, and you gotta come back soon, man. It's been oh no, way I will. Too I will. We, we've made this to be the first now. interview. This is like when a drunk chick pees the first time, the gate is broken. What? <laughs> True yeah. indeed. True yeah. indeed, man. True indeed. But yeah, man. Till the next time, man. Mm. The Chiefs movement, man. You, gotta, you ain't got no question? No uh, lightning round question? Nothing. Nah, man. I don't do the lightning round, man. We'll we, we chop it up. All right. We'll chop it up. Do we know? have any last? What about her? Does she have a lightning round question? Silent partner? Hey, just keep banging that music out, man. Right. If I had anything to say, just what, keep what banging I, that then music I have, out. I have my last lightning round. I, I have my last statement I want to make. Give it to us. I'm going to give you, you know what? I found out apparently people think that I'm Hollywood, right? So I want, I want, yeah. People think I'm Hollywood and that I, I'm, I don't keep my door open. There's a Richmond scene of hip hop out there who thinks that. I want you to know, Cheats. There's a Richmond hip hop scene that thinks you dick ride AGM and that you don't work with other artists. Talk to. And so I think that uh, any artist out there who listens to this cheat, I mean, to this Cheats podcast, any person out there who listens to me and sees me and thinks that they're not allowed to be involved in things, your problem is you're not approaching me. You know, any person out there who thinks that Cheats only favors one group of artists in this city clearly hasn't been paying attention to what he's been doing for a long time. AGM gets opportunities because they actually do fucking work. So find your way to where Cheats is at and find your way to where I'm at so we can do some work instead of talking about each other without knowing who each other really is. Damn right, our locations are on. Drop drop that science on them, kid. I like that. Word. Hey, until next time, we see it, man. It's the Cheats movement.